Hello, this is Black Country Blokes chewing the fat. Listen, listen, listen. I've been hearing a lot lately about men don't talk. But in my experience, men do talk, just people aren't listening. So it's going to be me and a group of blokes discussing our struggles and victories through life. Warning, there may be some bad language, so apologies to all the mums, especially on my own. Let's get going. Listen, listen, listen. I've been here. This is the Black Country Blokes, in the fact about everything that is mental health, disability, and today, boxing, especially amateur boxing. We're me, Kev Dillon, and my partner in crime, Lee Cabman, and we're joined by my dad, Bob Dillon, ex-GB coach, and who's been in the game for well over 50 odd years. So, Dad, thank you for coming on. Great, great to be asked to come on, lads, to be honest. So, if, you haven't, this show, go on. if you haven't seen Dad's other episodes, go back to our catalogue and you can see his life, how he started in boxing, how he started lying, how he got on to GB, uh, having a disabled son, aka me, losing my vision, and uh, quite a story he's had. But he's come back on today to talk about boxing, some of the silly rules that's going on with boxing, amateur, professional, elite, and club level. And can you come back after a loss? And I personally think yes. But before we get started, we're going to start with our gratitude list. Gratitude. I've got some great coaches up here. I mean, Dad's come back to the club, helping out. We've got some great coaches. I had one of my little lads, uh, Jack Jones, who box over in Birmingham. And it's great having the coaches there to take him. And we got the win. I was awful grateful of technology. My lad, my superstar, Osman Mohammed, went over to Germany. And boxing is great. He sent me the link so all of us back home could watch it. And it's phenomenal. He boxed and won for a senior bout. So just getting ready now for his um, his championships in March. So grateful for my team and grateful for technology. What are you grateful for? So we booked um, we booked a break to Centre Parks in oh, June. And I'm oh, looking forward to it. But I'm grateful we're able to do that. And it's the direct weekend again. So we go and get to see uh, other other families in the same situation so yeah i'm looking forward to that and i'm grateful that we're we're able to do it and afford it in these times you, you were telling me you were in their book wasn't you yeah yeah that was a bit of a shock um they brought out a new a new book on valentine's day because it's valentine is the saint paint of epilepsy so they brought out a new guide really and um, information about Dravet syndrome and, and what what goes on seizure types and all that but yeah i flicked to the the f- second page, and there's a picture of uh, me, Nikki, and Calaroni. No. <laughs> it's a bit of a shock. Not to get the guys on either before or after the definitely, you know, and get them back on and have a chat about everything that's happening. Definitely. Yeah. And what are you grateful for, Dad? I'm grateful for everybody that in my life, all my friends and my family. Um, I'm just grateful for having a good. I'm grateful for being alive in this time in the world. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I know like it's a bit going on with recession now, but I'm just so grateful to have my lifestyle, have my family and friends around me. I just seem to be a multimillionaire with having so many good people that surround me. Back with the show, I mean, with, with boxing, I mean, it's a massive thing. I mean, we were in, um, I mean, go from GB to being back at club level, we've done the championships. That was a good laugh the other day. We didn't get the nod with, um, William, because in the week before he beat Dan Kerrigan, and you know, not only did he beat him, he well beat him, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. And when I spoke to the three judges, uh, yeah, they came over and they said, I just don't know how I don't want to mention that. They come over and they went, like, 
brilliant display. I can't see how the others got what they got, but like you say, what you see is what you do. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was great. And then we went over there and he didn't quite perform like he can. Um, and, he, and, he, and he didn't get the decision, so that was it. But the only thing that done me when he won and when he, and when he lost was this attitude of people. Like, I went over to the one guy I've known and took him away. I took him away to... Uh, Oh, one of the oldest in uh, Lithuania. And I went over to the guy and I said, oh, I'm going out, Tom, great win, Carrigan. He went, yeah, he says, I wasn't very happy with your cornerman. And I went, why? He says, well, every time your lad punched, he went shot. Not. It was a great, there was hardly any fouls, there was, and, and that. And then when we went over this time and we lost, because our official had disqualified one of their lads, their officials was trying so hard mm. to get a draw system. When we got there, they was trying to... And that's the only thing wrong with clubland um, boxing is the pettiness that goes on uh, and the blatant um, making it hard when there's, there's no need to make it hard. But it is, as you said, like you come down, we're in the blue corner, he's wearing a blue vest, red shorts, and it was, uh, you can't wear red shorts in the... Because you can't wear red shorts in the blue. All right, then. Went back, changed it. Oh, no, yes. We have changed the rules. And you're thinking, all them minute things, anyone who's ever boxed, them little things, when your opponent takes ages to get into the ring or his head guard keeps coming off or the gums. Every time, you, you get a bit more wet. And well, you, you Klitschko to... did it on purpose, didn't he? Yeah. Pretty much every fight that a Klitschko brother was in, they did things within the corner or the backstage to put their opponent off. Yeah. So whether it's, uh, I don't like the way you've wrapped your hands, so you've got to rewrap. So that's what the judge was doing on us, you see. Yeah. yeah it was. And it is, is to get, it's to get your game. It was the, it was the, the judge, right? The referee. the referee. On the other corner. Okay. The referee. <laughs> yeah. and There's no was, explaining that, is there? Well, there <laughs> is. Means, but it was like tit for tat. Yeah. And everybody knew it was the, now sooner this official, who's notorious, went and dropped the clanger. 20 seconds to go. 20 seconds to go. And their lad somebody, was beating in the middle of the he said to the lad, stop holding. The lad said, I ain't holding. Or I ain't effing holding. And he went, you're disqualified. And the lad was winning and winning it comfortably. And I said, blah, blah. So it all went. And then you see the officials. So rather than the official in charge going around and saying to the official that did it, you might have ordered there, you know. Mm. Or overruling him. Mm. No, no, let it go. We'll have a word. Or something like that, which we meant the right leg would have gone through, mm. and uh, the all the other officials all went like game on. And people that I've known in the game for quite a long while, I'm just stood there watching, thinking this ain't good. And then they all went, "Oh, that's it, tip for tat." And this was officials talking, mm. "Oh, that's it, tip for tat." No. That ain't good, is it? No. The sad thing is, in a chat, I thought you meant the other corner to be quite no. honest. It was no, playing no. up to the do that, and it kind of makes sense. <laughs> yeah, the other corner had done that. I'd have gone like, That's what you need to do to beat my lad. Yeah, that shows how good we are. Yeah, the sad thing is, that when it happens in a championships, in a world series, in a whatever, it only happens once a year, and then on a club on a club show, it breaks your heart. You're thinking, Oh, well, but when it's a championship, and you're thinking. We've sent through the wrong person. That that the rightful winner could go and win everything, but sometimes they have a vendetta or a grudge, or and you're thinking and it's not all judges because without judges, without officials, there would be no boxing. 
And most people in the game are bloody good people. Aren't they just? We need more people like Malcolm Clemson. Yeah, and his son, Matt. And Matt. Well, Matt. Again, I'll talk to Matt about what's, what's wrong with the game. But but Malcolm Clemson came in, uh, started his own, you know, took over from Graysley and blah, 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 done his level two coaching and become a... And, you know, and... Uh, you know, you, you, he's always approachable. Whether you want a row or not, you, if you want a row, I'll have a row with you. And if you want to come over and talk, I'll have a talk with you. Mm. Uh, and, and we've had never had a heated discussion. We've had like, well, I don't know what you're saying. Well, sorry, Bob, but that's what I saw. And then we've rang each other in the week, or the and, and and he's explained, and I've come away, and I've become a better coach for that because then I've seen what he's scoring, what I don't like that happens. Mm. He's lost because I've said he's lost. Yeah. Excuse, excuse me, how have you got that there? There are lads like three judges up and whatever. I don't need to explain nothing to you. I'm the official. To me, that's now all the international. I've done everything. That sounds arrogant. I've done everything right the way through from cadets up to up to the seniors in Olympics and whatever. You can go to you can go to the, the top the top officials and say, Can I have can I have a, a minute? Yeah, come and have a drink. You know, you buy them a pint, you'll have your coffee or your or, or your sparkling water, and he'll say, Um I don't get it. I mean, I, I've got my lads over here. Well, what we're looking for, and they sit and they'll explain what we're mm. looking for. All right. Me again, my sole partner is a guy called Paul Bennett, who who just great and uh, he came in and he came under my wing uh, but he's helped me more than I've helped him because he would pull me back down to earth so we'd go off to a tournament and we'd go there and we'd come home we'd go and be in studio and we'd come back and we'd look at this and look at the other on the video analysis and go oh well it's closer than what we thought but it's when we got talking to the officials like I've always done with Malcolm Clemson wherever I go when I was running um, the PP at GB at coach I used to always tell people, I've got this idea from my mate, Malcolm Clemson from the Midlands, that he would, you'd ring you up, you'd have, a, you'd, have a, you'd have a talk on the phone about it. He wasn't he wasn't defending himself or the judges. He would tell you why that scored it. Because, so... Well, if they tell do, you... So do I have to, sorry, Kevin, do I have to say, well, I'm not changing my principles, or do I go, right, if that's what you're scoring, I've got a coach... My philosophy, your way to win a bet, because mm. what's nicer than winning? It's also as well if if people are that defensive and just giving up. Well, that's just just what it is. You know, I it's not even I think it was on the judge, and that's what it is. If that defense is, if there's something to hide, but if someone actually stops you and goes, "This is how I, this is how I scored it, and this is why I scored it this way," yeah. well. They've got nothing to hide. And that's not to say that he scored it right or wrong. That is just his way of doing it. And ultimately, a judge, um, an official, only gets the same amount of time as us to watch it. He's not watched it back on replay at that no, point. No. And everyone, like you've said, you've gone back and looked at a, looked at a screen after and gone, actually. And froze it. No, yeah. and froze it. But because there's passion you see in the corner. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we've all done corner here. Mm. There's passion in the corner. And... Um, yeah, it can you be blinded by it, can't you? you well, you are. Mm. You are definitely blinded by it. When you look back, you think, blimey. But we need we need a conversation between coaches to the boxer, what I've learned <laughs> through talking to that official. Mm. 
I remember like in Russia, um, and it was so, so hard, but we got them through to the final and um, we got screwed. But but up until the final, I would go to George Bognoli, who's one of my favourite friends and one of the best officials we've ever produced from this country that knows how to get on with Aiba. Knows, and he's a clever man. He's a top, top man, a very intelligent man and an ex-boxer. But I remember saying to him, well, did we lose that one then? And he'd go, yeah, yeah. Up, up until the final, you know, the quarters and the semis. Now, you know, Bob, because we've been together a long while. We've we, been together like 30 years off and on, me and, me and George. You, you know, if he's tight, they're going to screw you. Because I want you out of the way. And he'd go, mm. and then come the final, I looked at him every time and he just, he just shook his head, must have say, you've been screwed. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's why I'm like adamant. We shouldn't be looking for machines to stop us from cheating. We should do what the Olympic movement did, go in, vet people, because the last Olympics were so straight, it was unreal. But that's how it should be at any level. Yeah, so mm-hmm. straight, it was unreal. If it's around the back of Morrison's, it's going to be dodgy. When it's a proper sport, you should have good officials. It's well, not like you're in even in the boxing gym and you've got mums and dads going, well, how did you... At any level... You should be held to some standard and higher up the ladder you get. You know what I mean? If it's for in the ABAs, they should be level five. If they're in the Olympics, they should be level. Mm. If it's for a world title for 50 million pounds, it should be at the highest level. Mm. Well, there's another guy who I really, really like, Mal from Windmill. Oh, the official well. Mal. Yeah. Love him. Great referee, by the way, for kids as well. Um, open mind. Uh, you can go and speak to him mm. and say, um, he came to our last show at the Conservative Club and we was talking, lovely man, and um, he said, you really thought you'd won that belt, Bob? And I went, are you saying you didn't? And he went, yeah, no, I thought it the other way. I went, how? He said, well, every time the other lad at your lad, it was a cleaner and harder shot. I said, well, my lad had put 10 shots on him. Literally, mm-hmm. so that's his aim. And he went like, oh, well, but it, it wasn't, it wasn't his wrong, I'm right. He told me what he saw, and I told him what I saw and what I knew. Mm. And then you can see him thinking, I'm thinking, he's thinking, well, I've, I, I took away, well, maybe we put a bit more meat on the bone then with Z. Mm. Well, it and I'm hoping that he goes away and thinks, hmm. It gives you something to work at then, doesn't it? As you say, well, Kev, we don't like the, the jab. Uh, we like big O'Brien. And you go, all right. Least I know, at least if I see you by ringside, I know we've got to go and get bedroom. But that's education, isn't it? Yeah. But but on behalf of all the, the officials, it's wrong what, what happens with them. Because we're all moaning about bad decisions, and a lot of the times they're not bad decisions. It's, it's emotions got in the way. But they come in. You've got, to, you've got to remember, a lot of them have never had a lot to do with the game, but but them that have is, is great. But they come in, they take a judge's exam, and they pass. And then they're sent out. And then the people that you, we're saying don't score very well are the ones assessing them. So all of a sudden, they've got to start judging the way these people that we... For me, I wish, like, whatever spare money or money that could be bought from each region even, that there was to... Pay for somebody's expenses, like a Malcolm Clemson, as you can tell, I'm a big fan, like a Malcolm um, Clemson, 
who could go around and and sit by them when they're first. What you've got to look for, son, is not apart the glove, enough pressure behind it, enough pressure behind that shot. Uh, you can't give it a runner and you can't give it somebody just for coming for and, and explain to them education is the way forward. I think even, and I said this years ago when you're doing Midland squads or any squad, have judges there. Have judges there. So we're sat there now and I'll get it wrong. Then you can go, well, look, because there's no pressure in sparring because the parents aren't in there and you can go, Actually, kids, you, that's not a scoring shot. On every squad, be it an England squad, a Midland squad, or even if judges want to come and be a part of boxing clubs, yeah, yeah, get the kids and blokes and whoever getting used to judges being there. Yeah. We do we do sometimes when we spoil me, have people go, look, we're all lions here. Yeah. So now mm -hmm. how have you scored that and get them used to being scored? And then have the official go, Well, you've done great, you've thrown a lot of shots, Lee. But they're all coming on to get it's educated yeah. the boxers, the coaches, and well, everyone. Well, well, two or three things. I don't, you're 110 percent right there. But what goes wrong is we we don't have any middle squads. No, we don't have them because it's a bloody shame. They used they've to. got they got a level two coaching to run it, and he took the job on, but nothing was ever done, right? So just having officials to go to there. It ends up, it's still a you and us, because it's they go over there thinking they're going to talk about the rules. Mm. Oh well, rule is this: when you do that, you got to put your hands up and you can't have a blue and you should have a red. And because we don't work together enough, we should have lots of little regional squads going on, mm. and the officials should go to them in mm. the civvies. And it takes away the bias as well. Because if a, if a judge kept coming to this club to to do what you're saying, yeah. The chances are he's going to get attached to that club because yeah. the great places to be, aren't they? And that's any club. And so if you add it regional, okay, we reverse cheating with it as well. Yeah, what they call reverse cheating. Cheating, yeah. I've, I've got to score the other way because oh, yeah. mm. And then you go, oh, man, we've had that quite a bit, haven't we? Where we go absolutely mad. But if we've done it right, and I'll tell you where the idea comes from: when you go down London, or you go up the northeast, or you go to Liverpool, their region, Liverpool, Manchester. That happens a lot. Mm. All the, all the, um, and that's why they're they're the top well, clubs around, yeah. isn't it? But the talent from here is frightening, yeah. and also you, you'll have their like regional um, secretaries. They're there to fight the, the coaches' corner, right the way through. I've never known that in the Midlands. No. Not even Peter Blinkinsop all them years ago when I was boxing. But I think rules get changed all the time. We said off uh, camera about um, people on about the scorecards. I believe, like the vault, anyone from amateur boxing will know the vault. Back in the day, we used to have a, a coaching book and all boxers still have a boxing book. Mm -hmm. Kevin Dillon had 10, one, two. Mm -hmm. Great. And then you go somewhere else and it's uh, Kevin Morris has had two, one, one. Then it's Dylan Morris had 10, one, nine. And it, what they should do, Kev versus Bob, Kev lost Bob won. They should talk straight into the iPad so they can't be changing with your photo, with whatever proof they've got. And they're going, I don't care what you call him. I don't care what club he has and hasn't bought. That's Kev Dillon. He used to box for the Lion. Yeah. He's had 50 bouts, 140. He had a bad kid. I don't care who he's boxing for now. That's his record. And if places I found out they are cheating, the club should pay for it as well. I agree. But the reason it's not is because non-boxing people 
coming at an eye level from another sport. Not even not even competitors. They're coming from other sport as a coach educator or as or as um, video analysis or, or or anything like that. Right? Come in. And they go and get on a committee and then they decide how to make the sport better. And they haven't been in it two minutes. You've got a question. I understand if that was to happen in a championship. I know it's less likely. But at a club level, if I'd had 40 bouts and Kev had not had a bout, what would the, be the benefit for me to fight him? A win. Because he's Where's the competition? And that's where we like sometimes draw a breath. That somebody you've known, I'll talk on behalf of myself, somebody I've known for 30 years says to me, you've got a younger middleweight, don't you, mate? And that's a dangerous weight. Middleweight's mm -hmm. a dangerous weight. You've got the banging right, on the moving, right. haven't you? Middleweight's dangerous weight. Um, because you've you've got the you've got everything, speed, power, and accuracy in it. So that's the dangerous weight. And we'll we'll come to the Olympics in a bit. But it, everything's got the same weight. So Yes, he's come in. He's been in the gym for about 12, 18 months. I've held him back that long because I'm not sure, you know, whether he's got it or whether he's, he's chinny or not because some days he looks great, some days he don't. Oh. Well, I've got one. He's only had one bout and won he? Yeah. Um, yeah, he, he's about the same. All right, you get him in there, destroys your lad. You go, oh, bloody hell. I'm right, I'm right. Bob's... Um, Bob's horses fell out. And um, uh, and then all of a sudden Lee says, you know that lad, I'm sure I saw him uh, boxing up at um, uh, Newcastle when I was working up there. I'm sure he's one of the one of the Dillons. And then you investigate and you find out. Then you go over to that guy and you say to the coach, oh, you, you wanker. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, he never told me. You know what a good lad or a bad lad is when he walks through that gym door and you know whether someone's had, had ten know, points or we had a guy here that was a top international um what was his name again yogi now um victor victor top international came in and he was ten and a half down and he was knocking um Everybody. two of our real good top lads uh well three uh uh q shilling uh, quinton um Ricky Summers and Sam Orton all around the ring. And I says to him, all right, mate, she said, I want a box for you. She said, I've, I've been told to come in. I thought I got to love him. Um, uh, and, 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 he, and I said, how many you had? He went three. I says, you better box for somebody else, son. You ain't taking me to jail. And he went, well, I've had like 20 odd there and I've had 20 odd there. And he was up in class. He was international. But I know international coaches. And I'd like to say, but I can't because I'll get the even though I'm not working anymore for them, uh, they've, they've turned around and they've said, oh, this lad's only had uh, one bout or no bouts. And then you find out them from France and they've, they've had about 20-odd bouts. So, no morals. Yeah. But going back to what you were saying, why can't you have a, something that's kosher? Well, instead of having a warrior, which is an independent thing, and I'm not knocking warrior, but it's the ABA run it. They've got one? Yeah. But then nobody, yeah, nobody, nobody runs it properly. Right, yeah. Yeah. Nobody runs it properly. Because let's face it, it's so, easy to track a person. So this is going back to what I was saying. Like the the people that have come in to England and changed things. Before you become an England coach, you had to be a level four. You had to go down and do your level one, your level two. Oh, 
he looks half decent. Like he's been asked a, a do- more than a dozen times. I've never put him forward for nothing, Kevin. But a dozen times people have gone, well, go to your level three and, and become an England coach. And he's gone, I don't want to, I want to stop here. I'm not saying it because he's my son, because I've wanted him to do it. But he said, no, I'm, I'm up here. I don't want to get involved in it. I've said, I've said the politics that's got involved in. Right. So level three, and then and then they, they do your level three, and they go, yeah, he's what we thought he is. We'll put him on for the level four. Or they go, nah. He ain't going to make an international. Right. So, England then, there's a big reshuffle of, of the board and, and certain people that are really knowledgeable, Paul King, really knowledgeable of the ABA rules and everything, um, move out the job and they bring another guy in called Bobby G, Bobby Gibson, who was from Rowan. Lovely bloke, a real personal friend. So, if you're listening to this, Bobby, still like you, but what you did was wrong. Um, he comes in and he went, well, I reckon level ones and level twos should be allowed to be England coaches and they should be able to run coach education. And if a boxer wants to go into the championship, he shouldn't go through his own coach. He should be able to apply himself. And if he wants to go and fight anybody, he shouldn't have to. Now, that's Disney World, isn't it? Mm. Well, that I is, remember... That is Disney World. On my level one, many years ago, it feels like a lifetime ago since doing that. There were people in that level one who would boxed who had coached and you could tell uh, but there were people in there who when they walked into that room didn't know how to throw a jab and i'm not that's not you know they were there to learn and that's fine it's a level one more than the likes of you yeah but they definitely shouldn't be anywhere near in england after a level one course no so so what i was saying is that was handed over to people that have got now grounding in boxing you haven't got to have been a good boxer or to have boxed to be a good coach or a good person in amateur or professional boxing. You, you don't need to. You, you don't need an ego. What you do need is experience. Mm. And if you haven't got it, work with somebody who has got experience. So that's kind of the first part of um, the coach education part. And then we've got another guy who's gone into England to do it and round everybody up efficiently. Chris Porter is from cricket. And he's coming to GB. And he started going around telling people how it should be done and you don't need a level four, you're level three, and you don't need this, you don't that. And everybody hates him. And he's gone back to GB because he, they are a pack of wolves, England are. England and Wales and Scotland are, but England are. So they've savaged him. Why don't you just get somebody from the top, like a Mick Budden? He's been in charge of England officials for 100 years, but now he's handing it over to Mick Norfolk, I think it is. Don't turn around with that man's experience who went away with, with great coaching and that bring him in and say hey, can we make things better mm. let's have a brainstorming and we used to do this. it's going to cost you a bit of expenses you used to do this at the council didn't you yeah. Years ago. Yeah. instead of asking the bloke at the top what he thinks kind of has to work is saying when you're doing the doors what source you need or oh, we've we got enough source bob what we could do with is mm-hmm. ask the people who it affects yeah. and i think that's where the whole freaking world has got it wrong we don't ask the nurses what they need there was people like john allen from liverpool who was a top official but he'd done his level three when he was doing his level three did his level three with big john shaker and i used to go up to him when they was doing the level threes and that when i was working as an england coach then um in in, in crystal palace and i'd go and sit with him hey you know lads we're shitting ourselves but no 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 that's how we got me. What you need to do this week is take it all in. Then you've got like six months to do your your, your, your paperwork. 
and then send it to somebody like me or you know to put it just just chill out and whatever he was great as a top official he was the best him and george bob no like he they was brilliant they've been in the game they've and they knew what needed changing what didn't need changing and when these people that do a, you look look at what you've got now with technology mm. you turn up at the show Lee Cadman fights Bob Dylan. Lee Cadman beats Bob Dylan, press a button, goes straight through to the ABA, right? Mm. The, the idea of having your, your, your land yards, the idea was to have this uh, vault. Yeah. So as you got there and you'd say, I've lost my card. I've lost me. Because when you go internationally, you have one made. Every time you go internationally, whether it's a Mickey Mouse event or whether it's the Olympics, you, you have a mate there. I've lost it. Okay, we, we used the vault. Well, the vault was all set up. Mm-hmm. And then people was coming out without the card knowing that was all that they got the vault and all they had to do was give them a password or whatever. No, it all fell apart. Let's use technology mm-hmm. to get to do the job right to save people Please. from getting bloody hurt. She was saying the other day, before we get into the Olympics, we were saying the other day, who's that Tony Jeffries, who's, who's come up with the new electric scoring? Uh, he hasn't come up with it. He, um, he posted it on there, uh, the AI scoring that, yeah, that tracks the punches real time and highlights whether it's landed, not landed. And it's and it's simple as, it basically, if the punch has landed, it draws a box around it that's either red or green. Yeah. If it's green, it's landed, it counts it. If it's not, it doesn't. We talked about it on the radio. The yeah, day. we did. Yeah, it's absolutely fascinating to watch. We were talking about doing just off air. It's fascinating to watch and how it does it. Like it amazes me as a bit of a computer geek that we're at that point that that's doing that. And there's no bias in that judging. It either did it or it didn't do it. Mm-hmm. So that's a good thing about it. But as Bob said, if you take the corruption out of boxing, it's perfect. Yeah. Well, it's, it'll never be perfect because it's still down to a judge's See, every, discussion. Every, everything that can be made, like that scoring system, it can be a way of cheating. Yeah. Now, that, to me, sounds just so perfect. But when they brought in the score, and I think we should go back to it, to be honest, the button pressing. Yeah, no, I do. I really do, especially at, uh, at grassroots, grassroots level, because I just, I just think it's, it's simplified it. I have been so fortunate in my life, in both, and in my life, what I've, what I've got in my life with my kids, my wife, my, my family, my friends and that. But cheating's so easy mm. if you're that way inclined. Well, the idea of having more than one judge is to stop cheating. It just doesn't seem to work, does it? Yeah, no, it's nothing to, nothing to do with scores. If we have three judges, you've got to bribe three judges to stop it cheating. Well, guess what they do? They bribe three judges. Well, then you have five. Well, then you have five. level, a lot of it's incompetent because they're not, mm. they need educating. There's not many people like Dave Porter's great. I've never known a bloke more helpful and more astute and good as Dave Porter, Malcolm Clemson, um, and uh, who, who, uh, Dave Port, Malcolm Clemson, um, or she's Matthew, um, uh, Talbin, uh, not, uh, not Talbin, uh, well, Talbin's good, um, Garrett's good, all of great, great, great. But going back to this, like, so the score is come, they're pressing, and where the figures come up on these computer screens, they've got those sitting behind each official, so he's looking. And he presses red or blue, red or blue, red or blue, right? 
So they've sat there doing this. This is in the Europeans in Estonia with Jim Davison. And we're getting ripped off terrible. And I said, how's that happening? So the official, Mick Bassey, says, you really, you haven't noticed? And I'm, hey, I've, one thing I've got lots of is common sense. And I'm a street rat. I'm a street rat. I went, notice what? He says, what they do is, they've got an official over there in the audience, in his civvies, looking at the screen that everybody can see. And what he does is, down there, boom, 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 trying to get, get it something like. If red's up, he touches his, his right ear and scratches the top of his head. If blue is up, he touches his... If it's even, he wipes his nose. So in other words, cheating like... Just cheating like... Because, guess who won all the gold medals? Russia. Russia. But that, that back of town was good. But what happens when it breaks, like, Wayne Boxing at Burton, James Price is fighting against a Kettering lad, bashes seven bells of shit out of him. Tom, who's one of my oldest friends from Burton, is waving like at a cock hell, who's telling everybody that the night before he was the official in charge against um, Cuba and somebody, and, and he's waving saying, it's broke, it's not working. And he should have gone then, the official in charge was stuck up his own arse, Dave Cockell. He should have gone then, sorry, bounce off. We restarted after about, this was the first bout on, after about 10, 12 or whatever. And he didn't even, oh, um, um, just paper score that round. Remember who won that round? Well, you can't remember because you're pressing buttons. buttons yeah. You're not scoring there. Yeah, unless you happen to be pressing one button a hell yeah. of a lot more than the other, you're yeah. not going to so, remember. So you, you don't mm -hmm. know. You know less who's winning that if you're just uh, making your mind mm -hmm. up like his style, always pressurising him or like that. So all the judges looked at each other. Tom is spitting feathers. Old Tom, God love him. And uh, so the next round comes and we go again. And then I happen to look and I see Tom again going like that. And I see the other judges and the, a, a guy from Droid, which was name I forgot, not Chris Andrews, another guy like that, going like that. And then he said, just score the belt on the last round. <laughs> and we lost. Yeah. Everybody in the room. Now, we sent letters to the ABA and that, and Dave rang me up the one night, and this is this is the bit that tells you what's wrong with, 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 with people. Uh, and I got to court with this, and uh, he rang me up the one night, and um, whimpering down the phone, please, please, can you ask that lad to retract everything, and I'll send him a, le a personal letter of apology. Um, the shame's killing me. Mm -hmm. Well, what he should have done was, look, can you get a meeting or something with that? And I'll apologise because I was totally out of order. He was just conceited. Mm. That's what's wrong with it. And all the officials were going like, what's it? So all I'm saying is we've got a great game. We've got Boston officials. Mm. But we've just gone up to um, Bridlington, the other side of the country. And we've gone up there and there was one official that I, I, I saw from the Midlands. Well, from the West from, from, There was none from the West Midlands. There was all at in England, Wales... So there was none there. So everything could, all it needs to be is tweaked. Mm. That's all it needs to be is tweaked. When you go into club show and it's a bad decision, okay, don't crucify it. Just, 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 okay. 
you know, sometimes it's your own boxer that's done it, but let's use the Malcolm Clemsons of this world. When we have a squad, let's get three or four squads going on a time at different ages. And let's get people there talking and having the crack. And when they first come in, officials say, right, I'm going to give you a talk on the rules. So if you don't want you here for a talk on the rules. Mm -hmm. want to talk here and what score and what doesn't. Mm -hmm. And by the time you get the third one, especially with people like Malcolm, who's a level two coach, coach as well, and his son was a good boxer, and you start talking and you say, well, look, you're never going to win if you're doing that because you're more of the front foot and scoring, but you're not scoring because... If you're fouling, you can't score. And judges don't look for that. That's how you're going to make the game better. And when somebody's caught cheating with a card, is is uh, one kickboxing stuff for that, then you suspend them. It kind of reminds me, there's a, there's a lot of, a, a bit of a movement going on at the moment with, within regards to sending children and, and the provision that are getting. And uh, there's a big issue that the government in power, I can't remember her name at the moment, but she's having this big review done and writing this paper about how to change it to make it for the better. And the one thing she's not doing is listening to the parent. Mm. And every parent is saying, actually, what you got there is great. There's two things you're missing, accountability and money to be able to enact it. So actually, your rules, bang on, perfect. But you're not, you're not, no one's accountable, so no one's living up to and them. And no one's been the money, yeah. So... So you can bring out whatever your rules you want. If you don't get them two things right, well, they're useless. And that's bang on with all yeah. across. The right the way across. It's like I've just said, Mickey Bodden, George Bognoli, but just mentioning one person, Mickey Bodden, who's done all the officials for years and years and years, and he's a boxing man, not using him now, not using him, and, oh, yeah, they keep him in the game. Me, I've done everything. I'm 66 this April, and I've done everything. And that sounds conceited. Took ABA champions in, took Olympic champions in, gone to Olympic Games. I just can't emphasise enough what I've done, but that's not to brag. I'm not being used now. Mick McGuire has said to me, oh, I want to use you to run squads. Oh, great, right, lovely, thanks, mate. And Alan Keister said, oh, I'd like to come over here. But, that's great, but the actual ABA of England haven't turned around to me. And I'm not bitter over that because I'm happy. I'm up here three times a week. I'm riddled with the authorities. Uh, I'm like the disabled Bobby, um, and I'm, I'm happy doing what I'm doing. But I remember coming through with Dave Putnell, uh, with, 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 with Lee Pullen and Dave Alloway and Paul Wormsley and all the greats. And um, they'd be the, the, the old Derek Groombridges and they'd be the old, the old coaches where they'd give you a tip and what a... Why aren't, why aren't that going on? Mm. You're getting all these coaches now because they're having that many courses on the GB where they're having all these coaches go up. And who's telling these coaches how to coach? Simple thing like, okay, um, tomorrow, uh, you two coaches, um, this weekend we're going to be working on uh, foot defences uh, and counters. I want you to write three things out. And I want you to write three themes out. Okay? So that's six themes. Go together and sit down or on your own and write those themes out that you're going to write on the board. And you've got another couple of words. So you've got another three. So you go, and, and you guys do the same. And they come and they write all the themes out. So, so hypothetically, they've got like 15, 16 themes on the board. And you go, right, that's great. I see that they are linked in that we're using our feet to trigger, defend, and come back with it. Now, out of them 15 there, 
give me six to put on the wall that we that we're going to do. We're going to have twelve rounds, two rounds on each team. None of that's told now. It's like they get to a certain place and they say, "Go and write the theme down there," and they go, "What do you mean, write the theme? What's the theme? What what's the theme for? Well, foot defenses or trunk defenses or counters or or so. All that's going to be lost. All that's. I mean, where does that go? Where does that knowledge go? That to me is a bit more scary. Uh, and me, Dave Lee, and Gary Ayle. Uh, God love Gary Ayle. Uh, but what I mean with the themes and all this with the boxing, but we're just changing the subject back to like the Olympics and everything. Saying like, like Saros, we've just gone to deliver um, the um, emerging talent of GB. He's a 63.5 boxer, but they've already taken out 50, no. 54, yeah. 60, yeah. 67, yeah. and 75. Yeah. But I haven't just taken it out. They've given it to the women. Mm -hmm. And everyone in here, we love women's boxing. We love women being in in the boxing. But I think where it gets farcical is when you take it off the men to give to the women, or you take it off the women and give it to the men. It should be, as you said, there are nine weights off the top of my head. Nine weights for all. Because in judo, taekwondo, you don't go, oh, well, we're no longer having a middleweight judo um, <coughs> for the men, it's for the women. Yes. It, it's outrageous. And when they've taken away like 75k, in my opinion, the most exciting weight in amateur any? boxing, in, in any boxing. And it, uh, what do you think of it? Because you said something off air earlier. I think, it's, I think it's as big a disgrace as when I was with my favourite female coach, Amanda Grog, who was in Poland, and it was the Europeans, I think it was. I was with Nigel Davis was working with, with it. And they came to me and they said, don't you think the women should be wearing skirts? <laughs> uh, uh, you know, the mini skirts and the tops, not frilly tops and that. And I went, why? Bear with me, because it's going to come into what you've just said. What what, what you mean? Well, they're females. And I've gone, they should be made to wear the same as blokes. Other than the box, obviously, but their yeah. box should be above yeah. board. And he looked at me and he went, well, why? The Polish guy, you know, Polish TV. I said, look at karate, look at judo, look at mm. taekwondo, look at... It's a martial art, that's sexist. Now, this is the same thing now with the weights. There's other ways. They're saying, because if they give the women the same weights as the men, there'll be too many participants there we just cut down how many can come through from each area how many can qualify how many can qualify sorry kevin so you can start qualify. off yeah i'd say as you said even the pre-quarters or the quarters mm. so the boxing there's that, many, the, there's that many from like no disrespect to africa and, and all these these you know out there, uh, there but there's that many boxes and i'm only going to turn up the ones of them i mean the way in mm. Or they get knocked out the first round or whatever. But there's, there's a this is such an easy way of doing it. And nobody's always going to but how can you turn around and decimate a sport? It's not the women's fault. No, no. But they're going to be catching the brunt of it. Mm -hmm. It's not their fault. Well, what happens the if... Uh, Adams, uh, yeah. The Savannah, Savannah Marshalls, the uh, Chantel Camerons, the... Um, Lauren Price. Lauren Price's, um, you know... Uh, Natasha Jonas, brilliant. That, those girls that I mentioned uh, were the ones that was fighting 
to have the same as the guys with again and and and, and uh, Amanda Coulson, uh, who's now the the top England coach. They've all thought they don't want what's not theirs. They just want what's right. Yeah. And what what happens if there's um an absolute fantastic heavyweight female that comes up? Are they going to take the heavyweights off the male? And then the males are going to have less weight. You know what I mean? Because is this, they, this is what is going to happen, isn't it? Hopefully, people. hopefully, the the women there's going to be more women in the sport because they're, they're inspired by Natasha Jonas winning the title and doing that, and Savannah Marsh. They're inspired by them, so we get more women in the sport. But then you're going to take more weights off the men to pull it over to there. So then there's going to be less blokes in the sport, give, more women in the that sport. Weight, that middle weight to the women, they're making it six weights each. each. Yeah, but ultimately, at some point, yeah, that's yeah. not going to balance. Ba-boom, ba-boom. So you're 100% right. Why? When there's no need? Mm. Because you go on a level one coaching course, you go on a level two coaching course, three and four. Then I had to go into courses abroad um, when I was in the Worlds, with the Women's Worlds in Bulgaria, and I had to do my three-star um, there. And the main, the main thing that runs through from level one is the safeguarding of the boxer, making sure that he doesn't deteriorate, he doesn't dehydrate too much, making sure that he doesn't come in too heavy, making sure. Well, what have you just done by taking those mm. weights away? Those weights were put there mm. and sorted that there was a there was a couple of kilos maximum between one weight and the weight above for the safeguarding. And that because the one thing you can't play is fighting. Mm. There's no such thing when you box called play fight. And you don't have the 24 hours that they're having professionals to rehydrate, do you? Well, no, because you're waiting Same the day. next day. Yeah. You're boxing. And, and, and plus you've got to hold that weight for however long the tournament However long you've been the tournament. Mm. Again, professional boxing, you're waiting the day before, you fight once that day, and you might not have a fight again for another... Yeah, for, for however long. Yeah. You're not, like you're not fighting my, in two days' time. My expertise is, is within the... Yeah. And I just don't get it. And you get these people that, that are there that are safeguarding. And it's the same as what me and Kevin had a debate about the other day, and a good debate. And I says, the women aren't going to the worlds um, because of the Russians. And Kev said, well, I think he's right. And I says, well, I think he's wrong because Russia was kicked out of the last Olympics because of the drugs. And that, and they've been proven time and time again. But they didn't actually because they still came into the Olympics, but they, they performed under the Olympic flag. So when you see the 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 the, the medal toll and you see America and GB and blah 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 and Russia, oh, that was kicked out of the enemy. But you see an Olympic flag and all the countries that have been banned that come under the Olympic, it goes into that. But everybody in Russia who knows knows when a Russian won, no matter what flag, mm. what flag. So Russia have been kicked out for drug abuse, cheated. And I'm still allowed back in. Why? Because I either are run by you, mm-hmm. Russian money. Well, just so for me, sorry, Kev, but for me, so for me, no. If you're going to allow them in and under their own flag when they've gone and attacked a country and they won't listen at what the Olympic movement have said they've got to do to be allowed to maintain in there, because what they're doing now is, I'm rambling now, what they're doing now is Russia and Oiba. They're setting up a pro tour. So you box five or six rounds like WSB, and each boxer gets £30,000 for winning 
uh, screw the Olympics. That's what they're setting up now. Or either. Well, hopefully someone comes and takes the Olympics in and does it properly. Precisely. Hopefully Let them crack on doing that. organisation in. It's run by America or some other great force. Mm. And says, I either have gone and we do this and it'll be a lot. Because you can't keep it. But hopefully then somebody in the Olympic movement turns around and says, well, you know what I'm doing? Well, that's that. We can't have, with that gun boxing the world's at middleweight, a lot middleweight, blah, blah. But in the Olympics, that's that's not right. It's the mm. wrong people always suffer, isn't it? Yeah. It's we'll take it out on the athletes and the coaches, people who've dedicated their life to being straight, being training, did little. And it's we'll kick the Olympics out because of dodgy officials instead of getting rid of the dodgy officials. Mm. Great Britain and other countries won't go to these tournaments because the cheats are still allowed. So what happens is you'll have athletes like our awesome, like um Kelsey from the Priory, their girl who's also GB, fantastic. Two boxes from Dudley just off the top of my head of GB. But we won't take them to tournaments because we don't agree with it. So eventually what they do is sod it. I'll either pack in the game that I've loved or I'll go pro too early and they'll fight a Broly or Civic. Whereas if they go to the world and they progress to the Olympics and then Eddie Earn, but they're Frank not going to win nothing at the Worlds anyway, are they? But at least they've been, at least they're an, an yeah, Olympian. But, but but I hear what you're saying, and and, and again, you, you 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 brilliant. But if you're going to get if you're going to get to the Worlds and win something, a medal, then you will be sought after by the promoters. But if you go over there and don't, then they're not really bothered that but you've the, been over. But, what have you but said? you're not going to win because what have uh, said I is, think that's I think it can build you a profile. Like can, a, you look at oh yeah, it's a different kind of profile if you win it. But there's plenty of, especially recently, Olympic, Olympic people have been Olympian. like Olympian, like uh, Anthony Fowler, prime example. Now he, Josh, Josh, they they didn't win, so but they Marshall, certainly yeah, yeah. had a better profile for going and doing it. Yeah, but, but that's the Olympics. But what I was yeah. also saying is, without going to those tournaments. Why are they going to stay? Mm. They can go make no, 250 right. quid right. white collar. But if you don't, if you don't make a stand somewhere but with these other countries, mm. if it was one country saying, "Well, I ain't going to go," I say, "Well, you got to behave." But when you've got like the majority of the the America have pulled out, um, Canada and all the uh, it's uh, out of the uh, world at that point, is he? Babu, you call call it half the world. Can you? It's, it's like I agree with striking. Mm. I do. I I agree with striking 100%. for. But we've said for the NSEs, the teachers, the rails, and I agree with protest. However, as a sports person as well, you might only have three years. Yeah, yeah. Before, and it's like, I agree, you know, occasionally I have a Fraser Clark, I did three cycles, but I'll stand my ground for what I believe in. Sorry, my, my time's gone and gone. Mm. I've only got five years as an adult, as a professional. I can't waste it here. It goes over too early. And he just becomes a nobody. Mm. No, nobody. But, you know, you know, how many talented sports people have just never been on the radar? And that, that them big tournaments are their catalyst for the pros. Well, it, well here's, here's one for you. The Women's Worlds have just been cancelled, right? Got the Olympics coming soon. So that gives you, that gives you uh, um, seeding, mm. which is very important. So half the world that's worth watching has pulled out. Now the men's is just around the corner. Lewis Richardson, who's the world silver and Olympic and 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 um, 
Commonwealth silver, I believe, uh, medalist, middleweight. They've pulled his weight so he can't go to the Olympics now. Mm. So he's given a lifetime. Mm. He's going to go pro, isn't he? Changed his style mm. from a great amateur style for domestic to a great amateur style. He can't go down to 71. Right, no, no way, no way. And he can't and, go up and to he can't go because he's not built that way. He, he, he's, he, he's like a Thomas Hearns to look at. Mm. Right, right. And a, and a lovely human being. Really intelligent. So he's, we've, we've had a talk. Um, and I've left and, you know, it's lovely that these boxers we still keep in touch. And, and the conversation's gone. You've heard they've pulled me away. I said, I can't believe it. And he's gone, I'm, I'm distraught. He said, I don't know what to do. I said, well, you're not ready for the pros yet. And he's the kind of guy who's doing a, a university degree. So when he finishes with boxing, he'll, he'll, he'll be. He says, I know. He said, what would you suggest? I said, I would hang on until the world's get a medal. And that medal will then give you a great springboarding with whoever you go with. Hopefully, Ernst. And he said, do you think? I said, and it'll give you time to go from the amateur middleweight up to the pro middleweight or, or super middle, middle, I, I think, for him. And he went, yeah. I said, plus you've got these injuries. Get them all sorted. Just go straight on the worlds, but make sure all your injuries. Bob McCracken will really look after you because you've looked after the, you, you've always returned it and acted the ultra professional, right? So he's hanging on now for these worlds to go and box. But because of the corruption that's never been dealt with, mm. that many times they've voted, you know, or Ibra, but then they've come in the Russians up. He ain't going to get a medal. Is he? If you don't box in the world, he ain't going to get a medal. They ain't going to come and give him a Unless he by happens, knocks everyone out on the way. So everybody's mm. going to struggle. But I can guarantee you now, and bet everything I have, the way that they are going now, because of this war and because of this, and the other, they have a world. He ain't going to win a medal. Because the Russians rule it. And I agree. We should be able to go. And I agree with strikes. We should be able to do this. But I'm just telling you, I, I would turn around and say, now we're going with the Americans and the others and, and all the others with, you know, the, the civilised world order. And the, because we're not going to get anything anyway. Mm. How sad is that that we're talking this way? Mm. Because after every Olympic Games where somebody's got involved politically, this will never happen again. What a load of baloney. There's a great referee called Mark Williams from uh, Wales who got picked. Can you imagine this? Been away with him to little tournaments and big tournaments and to the worlds and, and to the Europeans. Uh, great, great, not a good referee. Freaking brilliant. Like, like so many that I've been away with, you know, Top, top bollocks he is. And um, because of all the cutbacks on the last Olympics, he was picked to go. Proudest point, he gone out of his uniform and didn't take him. Didn't take him. Can't get to find out why, other than, you know, somebody might have probably been paid off somewhere. How sad's that? Terrible, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Well, once we start taking away these tournaments, you will lose amateur boxing. I, I, I thought we're gonna, I thought we were going to lose it after COVID, but we've battled and there's clubs out there. But I don't know whether you'll lose it at club level. I think, but I don't think people will stay amateur as long. long yeah. Like ultimately, the great thing about the great thing about boxing, amateur boxing, compared to any other combat sport, 
is you have amateur boxing that brings these you think of kickboxing think of ufc you don't have these grassroots where they're where they're brought up and you can have so many boats before you do turn a professional it's not the same structure there's no structure at all in in like the mixed martial arts ufc it's basically straight into white collar i think you'll go i hope i'm wrong but unless, right. unless we stand our ground we will lose amateur boxing because a lot of the old boys and people who've i've been coaching here for 22 years i've seen people come and go people haven't got longevity they they coach as long as their kids boxing and they leave they start a club up they get bullied and they leave the club we have got to hold on to what we hold in boxing of our ethics being fair the gym because i see so many people walking away from it and without big tournaments without fair decisions and abas why would anyone want to get into white color and white color is getting more powerful with more things well i think you again like the abas and the the regional finals that we we see here if, if that stays like there's not not everyone who comes into this club has dreams of going to the Olympics, yeah. but they may want to box on the club shows. They may go to ABA. They may do all that. But getting club shows harder and harder because you... with, with what you're saying about losing the the amateur stage, I agree with both of you. But the biggest nail in the coffin was people being able to go and earn five or six hundred quid with white collar. That's 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 what's dragged the the seniors here. The Olympics losing them will be another nail in the coffin for international boxing, you know, but, but, but I don't think, I already think that the damage is done. I think what's going to happen is that they've got to find a new IEBA, they've got to find a new organisation to take that on, and then they've got to be able to turn around and say to the amateur people, let's use some common sense here, let's have, a, let's have an eight and an eight. You can get away with that, an eight and an eight, but you can't get away with what they're doing. Because what's happening now, you get somebody, they have three or four bouts for you. Little Sammy, mm. one of my favourite people. He boxed brilliantly and he had three really stinking, stinking bad decisions. The, the oh, one, MC Sam. MC yeah. Sam. Yeah. He had three stinking decisions and I went, Jesus Christ. Luke Richards, little Luke Richards, he was flying, bum, bum, bum. He had two stinking. He lost the one, but he had two stinking coming. Uh, and, and we lost him. Uh, where did they go? What colour? Because it's easier. And I've got no problem with it now. I haven't got no problem with it now. Used to, but I haven't now because the ABA haven't got no problem with it now. They know what's going on. But but all I'm saying is if international boxing is going to survive, then we've got to we, we we've got to get rid of IEBA. That's gotta go. And I could never understand Western Europe. They've always been treated really shitty by Eastern Europe, Russia, Turkey, all of them, Ukraine, all of them. You see, our, uh, our, our officials used to blow me away, like begging at the bar to go and sit with them. Oh, I want to sit with the Russians. I want to sit with the Ukrainians. I want to sit with the Kazakhs. I want to sit with the, oh, to sit with the Cuban. I never understood that. And I always used to say we should have had two Europe's. We should have had a, a West and an Eastern European because there may be, we wouldn't have, because all the money comes from from the Mafia. 
then maybe we'd have had more more of a say. But it's, it's on the right, it's on the wall. Mm -hmm. Well, there could be even bigger risks now because of that misfix, misfit boxing coming through, basically YouTube boxing. That's big now. But I think that gives kids watching it a gateway to white collar because that's basically that's that's uh high quality white collar isn't it what what kind of organization professional boxing the board how can they justify they're not involved what how can they justify what they do by allowing a british boxer tommy fury Mm. They go and box this yank. Who's the YouTuber? Well, he's licensed now. Who's licensed now? The YouTuber. He's yeah. licensed now. But what? What's he ever done? And what's he? But what, all right, then up until him. Yeah. All of a sudden, you know, you've got white collar boxers who have come through, and then they've gone pro, and they've mm. gone and won titles. Okay, they've gone and done it. The amount of times that like people have gone and fought still unlicensed. They've got, you know, they've gone and fought unlicensed against the licensed guy and made a lot of money. Mm. Again, it's the organisation, it's not the boxers and the well, trainers. And once again, it's like with the old veterans coming in, we have safeguarding within boxing of men. Look, Kev, you passed your prime. Kev, you can't box because you're always. Kev, you've never boxed. You can't be getting in there with him because you'll get killed. You need people to go, no. Take the, you know, the game, which is in, money's in the pot. This ain't a safe fight. But who stops that, Kev? Because you're governing body. I yeah, but I'll stop, stop you there, though. Ricky Atten just fought against Pereira. Who was allowed that? No one. That's the old point. It's no. it's basically white, white collar. collar. Yeah, but whose show was that on? Uh, they did it themselves, didn't they? No, he was on the show, wasn't it? Yeah, they made the show, though. So it's like the Misfits boxing. Basically, the border control has nothing to do with that, but it's on TV. But when someone does get killed, that's where it's, that's where they've lost the plot then. Because how can the board turn around and justify themselves when they've let the world board have turned around and let an Ali box along? So the problem Ali is out. unlicensed doesn't mean illegal. Yeah, and that's exactly. the that's but, so basically but, we could set up a show, me and Kev, not get any license. We could be on TV, never had a fight yeah, before yeah. in our lives, and yeah. box. But when when the boxing board allows people to box where they already know that he's passed his sell by date and he's going in with one of the all he's going in with the with larry arms against um uh mike tyson mm. what was that section he'd gone past it Ali, his last five bouts sugar out lemon his last five bouts we just sort of van it's road, feel a bit locked out though but again it wasn't it should... it, there was no if they're not applying for a license then you can't then, then they, yeah, they, yeah. like you're right on Ali and you're right on Holmes and there's another hundred you could probably name yeah, if we sat yeah. here long enough. They were licensed by. But then they aren't licensed. It's well, illegal. No, it's not illegal. You can do what you want. But you know, well, we was always led to believe it was. Was yeah. Until just recently, when people have gone to court and they've gone, well, they're illegal. Yeah, but yeah. You know it's unlicensed, and that's the and difference. Dudley Council makes me laugh. Dudley Council. They've even given grant money to people that are unlicensed they're not even what got to be they're saying we're, we're registered and they've not even looked that up to see who they are but this what should be when something does happen and it will they should be held and it should be whatever you want to call it white collar mixed whatever the bollocks is this is an amateur boxing this isn't professional and because what happens is when there is an injury and a fatality boxing 
So yeah, well, that's gets, the biggest. Already, the actually, I think it was last year in the paper that um, a white collar lad had got killed in the ring. I don't know the circumstances. Why yeah. might not have had anything to do with the fight, but he died yeah. in the ring at the time. The headline in the paper is boxing. Yeah, not unlicensed well, boxing. I've now registered boxers that have died. Yeah, I don't know them, but I've heard like oh so and so. And you find out that the couch, the the the, the registered boxing couch. As the kids had concussion. Mm. We found a kid that had concussion playing rugby. The dad Kevin said, right, you got 28 days. Uh, Nick Blackwell did that. He sparred George Groves and got put down heavy before Babu. the bank fight. Babu. And it's um and what did the uh, boy well, do about it? Well then then he, he obviously recovered from Chris Eubank relatively unscathed, but then he went sparring at a club. They let him spar not long after, and now he's um Branded? well, he's being damaged. Damaged, well, he's, yeah. he's you know, he's he uh, can't do what he used to do. Yeah. He's doing well, but he can't do what he used to do. What's the point in having all these safeguarding courses in there unless we're going to follow them? Actions will happen because it's a mixed mark, it's a dangerous old game. Boxing is amateur, white color, professional, whatever. Actually, well, unless we're doing our best and we know something, well, um, yeah, I mean, like if if. Look, there's nothing you can do about people who want a box unlicensed. There's absolutely nothing unless you well, make don't it. Don't put it on telly. Well, me. yeah, <laughs> yeah, but in, in terms of us personally yeah. and people within professional boxing, yeah. there's nothing you can do. You you cannot stop that from happening unless the law changes to make it illegal. Mm. But what you can do is make sure that you, if you are in an amateur boxer, you're associated or you are a professional club. Yeah. Um, and you are part of British Boxing Board and Control, that the rules are followed. Like the incident with um, Conor Ben and Chris Eubank. Just Why did that. that get that far along? Yeah. Look, forget whether he's guilty or not guilty, because ultimately we, you know, but ultimately he failed at that point two tests. So there shouldn't be an argument of, should, oh, should he fight for it? At that point it should be, it's cancelled. Until we've yeah. done this, it's cancelled. So that you know, they the, the make it really hard for themselves well, it's, it's the to do it. What you've just said about with the amateurs, we put a show on. We've got to jump through more circles. We've got to pay every official fifty pound and blah blah blah. Yeah, right, I'm not got a problem with that. Um, the white collar don't have to do all that. Why can't we just come together and and and, and strip it, strip it down to where it's safe? Mm. To where it's safe. Safe, enjoyable for the I mean, people watching. Color, where they've got the gloves or the, the bandages or I've, I've changed my mind totally. I've changed my mind totally. I know Kevin hasn't. I have when I'm talking about I'm, I'm, But they have all the hands wrapped up. They have the big gloves on. They go in there and they're boxing that. And we say, oh, well, they're far, you know, they're, they're not superior like we are. Well, the hands are looked after. They've gone and they're matched and whatever. We put a show on. Somebody gets in the ring and he's got, a wrong bandage on, he's got like a, an Adidas and a, a Fukong one. Oh, mm. get him out, you're disqualified. I just think they've got to get boxing people sit around a table and say, let's get people with a bit of common sense here running these shows. If all of a sudden you're going to pay £50 an official, then you're going to pay all this and you've got to pay all that. You've got to make two grand before you can. Now, what colour? Nigel Porter was by far the best there is in the game at it. He two runs nothing, nothing the way he runs shows because he's not restricted by what he can do in the show, like have screens and have this and make it more raspberry does. 
I don't know why Colin because you'd have a twelve year old fighting a sixteen year old. Yeah, I agree. We I haven't got to go down them lines, have we? No. We can keep our own rules like that. Yeah. They're but, two different games. Yeah, but Love we can ones... we can we can we can tighten up on the real things like we've said about matchmaking mm. and wait. You can make it safe basically, make it, make but it, make it, it know, enjoyable and more there. But let's have a bit more razzmatazz. Mm. So it was... does every boxing show does feel like amateur boxing show it's one in one out like before that person's had time to put his arms up the next boxer's walking around yeah. to get in yeah. and half of that is because you've got to get so many people through and then half is because the judges i'm giving well, you know i, I, I want to be home for my sunday out. dinner here like i'm, I'm, I'm yeah. here on a sunday I'm here on a sunday mm. uh, not our last show the show before there was a lot of stress went on and and, and I've had it myself. The show was like falling apart, and Kevin, Simon, them all there, and the officials. Oh, and and all the biggest argument was on the first part of it. They wanted five kick skills, skills bouts on. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. And he's gone on every time now. Mo are absolutely loving it all. Ring Simon up every time he does a show now. You make sure you don't get too many skill bouts. We went up. That was on the Sunday. The following Wait, no, Friday. No, um, I'm glad. Don't say anything because we don't get off of people. No, we went to another show. But yes, what you're trying to say is what you're trying to say is common sense. It didn't make no difference whether there's five on or yeah. And what what happens is with skills, they look after the kids. You want to get the kids. What what does my idea? Because we're going to leave in another five minutes. Is we've let's get kids off the streets. Put down the noise. Pick up the gloves. Some kids will never be ready for a real fight. So we have skills matches, and Let's keep kids off the streets. Mm. Then you have kids there, and it's, well, we have too many skills. The judges are here anyway. Mm. Skills matches can save your show. Mm. You know, you get people in because you. And it's great to go like, well, we don't. We only want ten bouts on, but you match ten on the day, you lose eight. Exactly. So it's once again, it's people who organise boxing have well, no yeah, idea. Still bouts on at the championships, didn't we? To help to, to make the bouts up. Precisely. And there was too many bouts. There's too many. But I think also it shows just before we do go, there should be people a lot of experience looking at what the coaches are doing. Mm. As I was talking to you before the show, I watched two new bouts get in. One was a kid whose coach was very well experienced, and the other one was with this young coach. This big tall lad was boxing this kid that basically come to his chest. And his coach was talking to his mates, you know, oh, he'll do no good, he's a bottle job, he's in front of the kid. Mm. Now, if you're there in some capacity, like I say, just move the rules round, mm. take what's good from one sport and bring it in. And what's holding us back, move it. You should have like the regional coach, like when I was there under Brian Inkley. If I'd have done something like that, Brian would have gone, oh, yeah, yeah. Mm. And he'd have had me in front of Peter Blinkinsop or, or, or Sandy Matheson. And he'd have gone, his behind is terrible. He's just done there. All that's gone. But I had an official come to me saying he didn't like the way Simon was shouting shot. What's more important, the safeguarding of the boxer or the fact he thought he acted a bit unruly? He was within the rules. And I, I, I wish the rules weren't that way, he said. So I was not going to kick him out the corner. But what about the coach that was destroying that kid? Mm. So it's a great game at all levels. You've got such wonderful people that give the times up in it. I think we should come together and talk about making it more accessible 
for clubs to put shows on, for, 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 for people to be able to go and say, excuse me, mate or sir, can you explain that to me? And the answer should be, yeah, I can, I can. What they've done, we had to get Chris Conley to explain to us uh, a, a diabolical decision because the official in charge hadn't got a clue. Sad, isn't it? You think the government would be back in our kind of level? How many? I think, oh, I can't remember how much it was. Was it 45 grand? I can't remember how much it was to put someone in prison for a year. Yeah. But if you could fund boxing clubs, dojos, whatever, you keep the kids out of trouble yeah. and give us a break. You know, give the people in the trenches a break. But I that, think there's that much free money out there and whatever that could be sent for places like this and people like you, Kev, where you could be up here and the place because you've got, you've got a way where the people talk to you, you know, all people from all backgrounds, you're very worldly, you're from the streets. And I think there's a hundred, hundreds of these places throughout the country, but we can only speak here, where they could come for a cup of coffee and a workout and a talk and and you could have stuff here going on all the while with all your coaches. But well, Dad, thank you so much for coming on. Have you got any quotes or sayings that have helped you through your boxing career or through well, yeah, well, well, what's got me through is is at the end of every night comes another day. And and that gets me through because the amount of times like today I've had a, I've had a bad day today. And, and and whatever you think, oh, well, at least I've got a fresh start tomorrow. So, good. Yeah. Well, thank you. Well, thank you for listening, guys. Until we see each other next time, when you want to take care of yourselves and each other. Gerard a bit. Listen, listen, listen. And that's a wrap for another show. But if there are any comments or messages that you would like us to read out for our next podcast, please be in touch. There are also lots of different organisations at the bottom of this page and hopefully they can help you or someone you care about. Please share this to spread the word. Until we talk next time, ta a bit. Listen, listen.